paper, plastic, or neither. With more than 500 Texas stores, the growing number of states where Walmart is going bagless. Can a jail also be mental health, a mental health hospital? We'll look at what's being tried in Williamson County. Gorgeous weather, but very high fire danger this evening. The return of jacket weather conditions in your first warning forecast. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. Tomorrow, three days after Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Texas will observe the state holiday of Confederate Heroes Day. Democrats in the Texas House say it should be the last time they are renewing a push to abolish the holiday. But as KXAN's Ryan Chandler reports, there's reason to believe they might not be successful. Racism is still alive in Texas today, and this holiday proves it. House Democrats say a celebration of Texas's painful past has no place in the present. It's a constant reminder of the supremacy in which they're trying to establish. Houston Democrat Jarvis Johnson recalls his enslaved ancestors in filing legislation to abolish Confederate Heroes Day, especially on a day so close to a celebration of equality. In the next 20 years, if we don't get rid of this holiday, Confederate Heroes Day will fall on Martin Luther King Day four times. How's that make you feel? That difficult dichotomy is not just on the holiday calendar, but on the Capitol grounds. One of the first monuments that these visitors see when they walk towards the Capitol is also one of the biggest, honoring Confederate soldiers and saying that they died fighting for states' rights and against Northern coercion. Just steps away on the same lawn, a celebration of emancipation. Two monuments displaying not just two sets of facts, but two sets of values. Some Texans support a compromise. Make it Civil War Heroes Day. So we try to boil this down to complete 100% black, 100% white, no, no middle ground, no nuance. But these lawmakers argue it is an issue of black and white. So there's no room for compromise. There is nothing to celebrate about the Confederacy, only lessons to learn about how not to treat our neighbors. Ryan Chandler. KXAN News. And bills to abolish the holiday have failed in the House State Affairs Committee for the last two sessions without ever receiving a vote by the full House. The Democrats believe if it does reach the House floor this time, it will pass. Texas Family Protective Services has opened an investigation into an off-season workout at Rockwall ISD High School that led to eight student athletes going to the hospital. At a school board meeting last night, students walked in wearing shirts in solidarity with the coach who is on paid administrative leave. Uh, two families say their 15-year-old sons both spent a week hospitalized after suffering what's called rhabdomyolysis, a serious condition caused by overexertion that can cause kidney damage or failure, and it could be life-threatening if left untreated. I don't believe his intent was to harm our kids. Um, however, there was severe harm done in this case where kids ended up in the hospital, mine included, and we don't know what the long-term effects of this is going to be. It was very frustrating and painful watching her son in the hospital bed for something he didn't deserve. And the family say while the boys were in the hospital, fellow classmates and some in the community bullied them, calling them weak. Rockwell ISD says it is pursuing a third-party investigation. The Biden administration and House Republicans are at a stalemate as they face an initial debt ceiling deadline tomorrow without a hint of either side, side budging. As Alice Barr explains, the standoff could have major implications for the economy. 
A debt ceiling showdown on Capitol Hill that threatens economic catastrophe across the country hits its first deadline tomorrow. Really just the starting gun um, of the process. That's when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the country will reach the current $31.4 trillion cap on how much money it can borrow to meet its existing financial obligations. The Treasury Department will then use extraordinary measures to keep paying bills, extending the timeline to early June for Congress to raise the debt ceiling in order to pay back money the government's already spent. We're six months away. Why wouldn't we sit down now and change this behavior? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy backing a push by far-right Republican members to demand spending cuts as part of any debt ceiling deal. Let's start paying this debt off. The White House is demanding that Congress raise the debt limit, a standard practice across administrations, without conditions. We're going to defend the economy. We're not going to let it be held hostage by the extreme MAGA Republican wing. Failure to reach an agreement would mean that sometime this summer, the U.S. would default on its loans for the first time in history, setting off a financial doomsday scenario. It could raise our borrowing costs for decades to come, which would ironically actually raise our government spending um, and raise our debt. Complicating the process is the political debt Speaker McCarthy owes to his party's far-right faction, who he had to win over through a laundry list of concessions in order to take the Speaker's gap. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it feels wonderful outside. If you haven't had a chance to get out in the past few hours, I encourage you to do so. It is warm, it is sunny, and the humidity is low. 75 on the Austonian weather cam. After that front that brought a few of us some light rain early this morning, the humidity has really just vacated the area. It's down to 15, 16% in the Austin metro, but that plus the wind gusts of 25 to even 30 miles per hour or stronger in parts of the hill country, that's presenting a fire weather danger. Any fires that start under these conditions will spread very rapidly, so let's all do our part to make sure they don't start. A red flag warning in effect from I-35 in Austin westward until the winds die down around 8 p.m. Coming up in your forecast, I'll show you finally some more typical chillier winter weather starting tomorrow morning. We're tracking our next storm system and what to expect from it this weekend. Also, even cooler weather and maybe finally a higher chance of rain next week. All right, David, thank you. Austin Community College says its chancellor, Dr. Richard M. Rhodes, will retire in August. Dr. Rhodes is ACC's longest serving chancellor, and he's been with the school since 2011. Under his tenure, the school has grown to 11 campuses. The school says it will begin a nationwide search for his replacement. Three people convicted in the shooting death of a store security guard who asked customers to wear a mask will spend the rest of their lives behind bars. The trio was sentenced for first-degree premeditated murder and felony firearm charges. Prosecutors say Charmel Teague was inside a Flint, Michigan family dollar store when security guard Calvin Munnerlin asked her to wear a mask. Teague spit on the guard and later returned to the store with her family, including her husband Larry Teague and her son Romanye Bishop. Now, the son shot the victim in the back of the head at point-blank range. This happened in May of 2020 during the height of the pandemic when many private businesses required masks to be worn. Gas prices in central Texas have gone up 35 cents in the last month. They are up 13 cents in the last week. So what's behind the rise? AAA says it's not an increased demand. It barely budged in the last week. It says the biggest factor is the higher cost of oil, which accounts for more than half of what you pay at the pump. 
how they expect people to carry this stuff out. That's crazy. Paper or plastic, we've seen the debate in cities across Texas and nationwide where Walmart stores no longer offer either. A Central Texas jail trying something new. Can it effectively double as a mental health hospital to get inmates found mentally incompetent ready for trial? And the new underground scanners at border checkpoints that are going to make it more difficult to smuggle goods and people. Well, beginning today, Walmart stores in Connecticut will eliminate plastic and paper bags at the checkout. Connecticut banned single-use plastic bags since July of 2021, and now Walmart is cutting out paper bags as well as part of an effort to reduce waste. Walmart is already bagless in Vermont, Maine, and New Jersey, and this month will expand that to New York and Colorado. In those states and Connecticut, and with those states in Connecticut, the company expects to avoid using more than one billion plastic and paper bags each year. The CEO of Moderna is talking about the company's RSV vaccine. Clinical trials found the vaccine 84% effective at preventing disease in people ages 60 and older. How many vaccines is going to be too many, though? How many should you so, put on annual? That's a great question, which is why we're trying to combine them. So we currently have in the clinic a COVID booster and flu booster mm -hmm. in one dose, a COVID booster, flu booster, and RSV also in one dose. Because I agree with you, when we talk to consumers, people don't even remember now. Did I get a COVID shot this winter or a flu right. shot? Think about when you had the third one for people that are, you know, 50, 60 and above. An RSV kills about 14,000 U.S. adults over the age of 65 every year. Moderna says it plans to file an application for approval by the Food and Drug Administration in the first half of this year. Well, another unusually warm day today. Temperatures 15 degrees above average, hitting 77 at Camp Mabry this afternoon. At least some of us got a little bit of rain this morning. This map with the colors on it showing where we did. Only a few hundredths of an inch, a little bit more than that in Burnett County. While many of us in downtown Austin missed out, up to a quarter, even nearly a half inch in Bastrop and Fayette counties. Your first warning forecast coming up. Members of a Health and Human Services Commission Advisory Committee met today to discuss chronic problems in Texas's mental hospital system. Yeah, we reported on the system. It's plagued by understaffing and it's lost roughly a third of its bed capacity. Here is a look at the state hospital wait list right now. The red line is the available beds, which is falling. The black line, that's the number of people found incompetent to stand trial in Texas, still at a record of over 2,500 since late last fall. Now, they've been ordered to state hospitals for treatment, but that means waiting months or even years in local jails for a state bed to open up. And one proposed solution is for some jails to also act as a mental health hospital. One of those that's about to give it a shot is in Williamson County. Here's KXN's Mercedes Hernandez. This is just yet one more thing that the state continues to push down to locals. Right now, mentally ill inmates are sitting in Williamson County Jail, waiting to go to a state hospital. But the wait to get in is years long. That's why this week, Williamson County leaders talked about a workaround to treat the people behind bars. These folks are sitting in our jail for up to two, three years. It's the right thing for the person. Uh, in our jail, but it's also the right thing for everybody associated with this issue that caused them to be in the jail. Right now, Sheriff Mike Gleason says the jail has already formed a pod for inmates waiting for mental health help. The longer those people wait and wait in my jail, waiting on a forensic bed or to get to another facility in the state, they start to decompensate more and more and more to the point where sometimes it's very, very difficult to get them back to that point of compensation. The program could debut as soon as this spring. It would keep the current 
current pod system, but add a forensic psychologist and other staff to the jail. Consultant Linda Frost says state and local governments are both in tough spots when it comes to this issue. But jails are far from ideal environments from competency restoration. I, I think what we're seeing are communities that are desperate, looking for workarounds to try to reduce the number of people who are just waiting in jail. In Williamson County, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And the county is waiting for some state funding to go through in order to kick off this new program. They hope that happens in the coming weeks. Now online at KXAN.com right now, you can look back at our investigative team's extensive reporting on the problem with the state's mental health backlog. Now just click on the investigations tab on the homepage and look for mental competency. For the second day in a row, a landslide halted a commuter train in California. This is the Altamont Corridor Express in Alameda County. Hundreds of passengers loaded on two trains had to be evacuated. And fortunately, no one has been injured by either slide. It's going to be a long road to recovery for them in California, David. Yeah, no doubt. That area has seen nine inches of rain just so far this month. For a little perspective, that's about 10 times what they would have typically received during the first, first half of January. Yet again, though, most of those storms completely missing us. All we get is a couple sprinkles here and there, and then some breezy, dry weather behind it. That's what we're experiencing tonight. After a little cool front move through this morning with some clouds that were pretty dramatic. We'll show you at six o'clock some pictures. Uh, it is beautiful out there. The trees are moving here at the Whittlesea Landscape Supply Cam. Temperatures are cooler than yesterday, sure, but still warmer than normal. Upper 60s in the hill country, 70 degrees right now in Round Mountain. It's been a much warmer day than that in Austin. 75 in the city, 76 at the airport and in Maynard. Up in Florence, Leander, lower 70s, and it feels great east of I-35 where the humidity has completely dropped out as well. 76 down the road in Smithville. This continues what has been one of the warmest Januaries we have ever seen to this point. Right now we're sitting in a strong second place with average day and night temperatures more than 10 degrees above what would be typical for this time of the year. But finally, temperatures start to look a little more typical tonight. The pollen count showing a good trend. Mold and cedar are both lower. Cedar especially going from high down to medium concentrations. There's the storm system that we are now in the wake of. Lots of snow flying still tonight up in the northeastern plains of Colorado. A winter storm warning has been in effect in Denver. But look at the clear skies behind it. It looks great in our forecast for the next couple days. But another western storm. This one approaches this weekend with another little impact to our weather. We'll talk about that one in just a minute. First, let's get to the beautiful temperatures because the cooler weather is the big story for the next couple of days as a light northwest wind blows in overnight and clear skies continue. That lower humidity as well allows our temperatures to drop finally back to more typical levels in the 40s. Nice cool start to the day tomorrow, then a cooler afternoon than today. Highs in the middle and upper 60s kept cooler by the continued northerly breeze. On Friday, another cool morning starting off in the 50s in many areas, but look at the daytime highs. They could be down another 5 to 10 degrees, not only because a little bit of a northerly component in the wind for much of the day, but because clouds that will pull back in ahead of the next storm. On Friday, here's a look at that. After sunshine tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies pull in through much of the day. Not expecting any rain on Friday at this point, but we'll let you know if that changes on Saturday morning, just beyond the scope of this model. That's when that system brings us another shot of just some quick light showers. 
Tonight's forecast, it is beautiful out there. Clear and chilly, 44 degrees with a northwest wind at 5 to 15. Tomorrow, sunshine and temperatures in some areas almost 10 degrees cooler than today because of the northerly breeze, 69. Finally, back to more typical levels for the season. Temperatures drop off again with the northerly breeze and more clouds coming in on Friday. Highs Friday and Saturday, maybe light jacket weather, close to 60, only a 30% chance of some light rain on Saturday. No question that Sunday looks like the prettier day for your outdoor plans this weekend. But finally, could it be next week we've got another western storm, but this one takes a more direct path on a more southerly route towards central Texas. That's why we've raised rain chances with that one up to 50%. We'll cross our fingers that happens in your backyard. Well, just ahead, new technology headed to border security checkpoints. What underground x-rays could show agents? A Massachusetts company is producing underground vehicle x-ray scanners for U.S. checkpoints on the southwest border. Viken Detection has contracts with U.S. Customs and Border Protection to help find illegal drugs and weapons. Now, the goal is to scan 40% of all passenger vehicles and 70% of commercial trucks before they enter a checkpoint. It's what we call an under-vehicle inspection system. So basically, all the components are underground. A uh, vehicle drives over it uh, in real time, and as the vehicle is driving over our system, a image of the under vehicle with what we call a backscatter view is uh, immediately put on the screen to uh, inspect the vehicle in real time. Now, if something looks suspicious, vehicles are then sent for further inspection. Viking says the imaging uses a lot less radiation than an x-ray at the dentist's office, but it can help officers see inside a tire well where drugs may be hidden. This is part of a $500 million border security contract that is being rolled out in phases. Microsoft is cutting 10,000 jobs across all divisions as global growth slows. That's about 5% of the software giant's total employee base, and it includes jobs in human resources, engineering, and recruiting. And Amazon started a new wave of job cuts today as well. More than 18,000 people are expected to lose their jobs. The layoffs will primarily hit employees in its human resources and stores divisions. Amazon has also enacted a hiring freeze across its corporate workforce. No reruns tonight on KXAN. We're going to have all new episodes of Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD before we're back with KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. And here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.